And we join now by Narina Fisser, strategist at ETF uh, SA. And uh, good morning to you, Narina. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to those listeners that are awake on the day before a public <laughs> holiday. <laughs> well, not everybody are lucky enough to take a long Indeed. weekend, but uh, like yeah, me and you, like I, me and you, I tell you. But good on those who can. Now, uh, local government elections still very much top of mind. It was a major focal point all of last week, and although the official results have been released, Narina, there are still uh, uh, quite a few uncertainties around the makeup and the functioning of um, hung councils. Now, uh, is there more clarity around the financial investment implications on the election outcome? <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid not, you know. And, and yes, I think this will continue to be a focal point at least for this week, but probably uh, for a couple of weeks to come. We are certainly in uncharted territory, and may I say some very exciting uncharted territory in South Africa. I think it's certainly, um, for me, the, the, the biggest takeaway from the elections is the fact that our democracy is very alive and well. And I think that is probably one of the strongest um, messages that have come out of South Africa in a, in a long time. And generally, markets don't like uncertainty, but they certainly like this type of of vote of confidence in a very strong um, democracy and well-functioning systems and institutions. So I think we already saw some um, positivity coming through into markets last week. Um, I suspect we'll get some more of that this week, although how this now gets implemented at council level and also at at local government um, level will really be the crux of the matter. So I think there are certainly um, uh, the expectation that this might be an opportunity for President Zuma to reshuffle his cabinet, even some suggestions that he might use the opportunity to offer some ministerial or or, um, deputy ministerial positions to members of some of the smaller parties to maybe strengthen the ANC's hand in coalition uh, negotiations in some of the tough hung councils. Whether he will do that or not remains to be seen, but certainly a lot of focus will be on um, you know, how does he actually implement this and, and what are the implications at the ground, especially also at, at, at the economic level, sort of on the ground for people, not just about service delivery, but of course, the very important aspect of, of economic growth. Mm, tough decision, that one, because it will have to be at the expense of members of his own party. Um, but, but, but then, so does... All of this mean that the focus will once again shift to the ratings agencies, Narina, uh, because that crossed my mind last week as all of this was playing out. And also their view of this uh, election and the result, what sort of impact is that likely to have? Yes, absolutely. You know, we do know that, that this is still looming large towards the end of the year. And I think the, the, the positive um, message that came out of this, as I said, is about the strength of the democracy and, and of the institutions. But I think how this is now handled by the ANC, what they do with it, whether the shift within the ruling party is more towards populist talk and, and trying to sort of appease the populist um, voters, or whether this is about using the opportunity to actually institute much of that uh, of that needed reform that the um, that the ratings agencies keep looking at that's really going to be the determining factor. We do know that it is all about economic growth, but in order to get the economic growth, you know, a small focus on on um, maybe service delivery or or even employment is not going to make the difference for the ratings agencies. This is all going to be about the major structural reforms that are needed to actually get the economy kickstarted into into a much higher trajectory. 
trajectory of economic growth. So certainly this is going to be where the focus will be, and I think all eyes now are back on, on government to see how do they actually react to what happened at the polls last week. And what was also interesting was uh, to see the RAND rallying, Narina, uh, rather strong in, the re- in recent days and some reports attributing that to the elections. And uh, is there more to it, though? So, so certainly on, on Thursday, um, as we saw the first results of the of the election starting to come out, lots of strength in the RAND at the time, and I and I heard a lot of people attributing that to the to the free and fair outcome sort of and, and, and proceedings of the election. I think that was maybe a little bit unfair to only sort of um, attribute that to the elections because on Wednesday, of course, the Bank of England last week lowered their interest rate, and that certainly caused um, strength just generally. Um, in the currencies, but of course specifically against the pound. But I think what we saw subsequently to that on Friday when the U.S. jobs data came out, which was stronger than expected, one normally would have expected that type of economic news to result in in a a strengthening of the U.S. dollar and a weakening of, for example, the RAND, which didn't really materialize. I think it certainly points to the fact that a lot of the strength in the RAND that we saw last week can be attributed to the the, the elections, the outcome of it, and and that makes it even more important that what now happens after the election um, will determine the future path of the RAND as well. Well, Narina, let's park it there for today. Speak to you again tomorrow. Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETFSA. AM Live on SAFM.